0: Welcome to in Cork Episode Five. Uh, my name is Russ Reyes, and this is going to be a really cool episode. I have a really good friend of mine on today, Jill Osher from Teneral Sellers, who I'm really excited to introduce you to. If you don't know her, and uh, she's got some some uh, cool information about her label and just about her life. And keep in mind, this is backstage, so we're gonna we're gonna dig into the behind the scenes stuff a little bit here. Welcome, Jill.
1: Thanks, Russ. Yeah, let's keep it real (laughs)
0: backstage. Yeah, that's right. Real backstage. We're drinking some wine.
1: We are. This is a a, Grenache.
0: Yeah, it's a Grenache from a a winery that is just opening up. Well, it's been open, but it's going to be. Yeah, Casino Wine
1: Ranch in Amador County. Amador, yeah. And beautiful wine they make. It
0: it is. It's a great Grenache, one of our favorites. So, cheers. They have a female winemaker. They do. Cheers to that. Cheers. Mmm. I love Grenache.
1: So do I. Such an undervalued It is varietal until you taste it.
0: Yeah, and it needs to be tasted. It's one of those wines that probably, if you live in urban areas and you're just used to Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc and Cab, you're probably missing out.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, s- Syrah is like that as well. Mm-hmm. I find, you know, when people come wine tasting and they think they just, oh, I'll just have, you know, give me a taste of the Cab, give me a taste of the Merlot, give me a t-, just like you're saying. Yeah. It's like, well, you need to really try these beautiful varietals that grow so well up here and then people fall in love with them. Exactly. Which, they have such complexity to them and, you know, Grenache can be light and beautiful and even have a, you know, a brightness to it from a red, but it also depends on how the winemaker makes it. So, right. Um, that's always fun to see, right?
0: It is. And when we say uh, up here, we're referring to our world, which is the Sierra Foothills, uh, is, El Dorado. Is there somewhere else? I what? know, exactly. Is there another wine world? <laughs> and and we're blessed because we just have so, mit- so much variety and there's so many great wines and, and it's always good to get people up here and, and taste.
1: Oh, yeah. I, you know, it's it's interesting. So I have been up in Northern California since uh, 1985 because I came up to play softball at Cal and I would. I'm a avid skier too, so I would drive up to Lake Tahoe, and I'll always remember like driving past Placerville, maybe seeing mm-hmm. one or two signs for like a winery or something. And I used to laugh, thinking oh, it must be somebody's mom and pop little <laughs> winery there, and I had no idea yeah. that there was this amazing, beautiful, high quality wine region up yeah. here. And that wasn't until 2016 when I was when mm-hmm. I came up here and found uh, found this wine region. So. Yeah, I I think, um, you know, my kids grew up, never came up to Apple Hill. (laughs) Yeah, got to come to Apple Hill. Conversation with their father on that one. I'm like, you grew up in Northern California. How did you not know, you know, Apple Hill was up here, and what a great place. But to see the transformation of our region, and especially for me, El Dorado County is so amazing because um, the climate is just like the Mediterranean, Mm -hmm. and the dirt's equally as good as Napa. And you can grow right. everything up here. So I, I just f- am so fascinated with the region. Amador is obviously beautiful too. Um, right. but it's there's just so much to offer. And they're so both they're so very different, the two counties. So or, you know, for me, if you are a wine lover, get this on your trip, you know, your uh, your trip itinerary because people say, especially when you're in fair play, if you're well traveled, it reminds people of Tuscany and their that you know, their terroir is so beautiful. So it's, it's absolutely worth a trip if you haven't been up to our wine region up yes. here in Eldorado County and Amador County.
0: That's right. So Jill is speaking from experience and also from authority because she is in the wine industry, which has not always been the case. Um, I know we don't, just so you know, listeners, uh, we don't have time in our 20 minutes to go all the way back into Jill's um, amazing, you know, past and her experiences and, and everything that's brought her to this point. But I highly encourage you. To seek her out, find her podcast. She has her own podcast through Teneral. Um, look her up. And if she's speaking, because I, I neglected to say she's also a national speaker. She spoke all, all over, really, the United States. You know, look for her. Seek her out and, and find out more about Jill. So we're just going to scratch the surface today. Yes. We'll talk <laughs> but, uh, a little wine.
1: We'll talk a little that's bit right.
0: about this. A yes. little this and little that. But she is in the wine industry, and, and I do want her to talk about her her project, her label called Teneral Cellars, a little bit, just to kind of give you an idea of uh, where she's coming from with this authority in wine.
1: No, I appreciate it. I mean, I've been in the wine industry for a while, but in 2020, I just was sitting at my desk after COVID hit, and there was so much unrest in this country, Mm -hmm. and asking myself what was I doing as a leader in the wine industry to be part of the solutions that I wanted to see. And when I was home, I was doing a lot of research and came across all the statistics in the wine industry that there's only 10% female winemakers and 0.1% black winemakers, men and women. And female sommeliers, most of them were still making 70 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts. Wow. Yes, you'll see women in tasting rooms, but when you look at the industry as a whole, there are very few women in leadership positions and even fewer women of color. But almost 70% of all wine is purchased by women, and the industry doesn't reflect its largest customer. So I just kind of had this epiphany that You know, I know I was put on this earth to use my voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into the wine industry because I love how wine connects people. Never wanted to do this by myself necessarily, but I, you know... The best conversations I've ever had, it's like being backstage. There's been wine on the table. Yeah, exactly. And um, and so why not harness the power of business for good? And why not use wine as a conduit for change? So when you open a bottle, you open the necessary conversations. That's a great tagline, though, Jill. That is great. Well, we trademarked it, so yes. Thank you. There you go.
0: (laughs) Open a bottle of wine, open a conversation. Yeah,
1: open a bottle, open a conversation. Mm -hmm. And we give conversation starters on our bottles. Uh, We talk about empowering women and fighting for gender and racial justice. Mm -hmm. We donate 10% of profits back to organizations that empower women and fight for gender and racial justice. And we do it in a, you know, we elevate different female artists um, on our label when we don't have our core dragonfly label. And I chose the dragonfly because the dragonfly actually represents the transformation that I want to see. Right. And it reminds us to be the light. And the word teneral, is actually when a dragonfly comes out of its cast and it's in its most vulnerable state. Its wings are colorless. It can't fly. Mm -hmm. But within a few days it gets its full colors in its wings, spreads its wings and takes off with amazing power and grace or grit and grace. And that represents all women to me, as well as marginalized people. We have that power within us. We just have to claim our power, spread our wings and fly. And and you know, the the as a spirit creature, the dragonfly represents so much for so many people. And but then we do different themes, and we have artists that do beautiful labels for mm-hmm. us, and um, and we select amazing charities that are doing the work on the ground to not only bring awareness to those organizations, but to also support them right. financially.
0: Yeah, and your themes are are very timely. They're they're relevant to what's happening in our environment, in our culture, and our in our world at the time. Um, for example, one of my favorite was um, when we lost one of our. Uh, Superior court judges. Yes. The uh, notorious. <laughs> yes. RB the notorious. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was, that was really cool. And that came out, I mean, like it was timely when uh, she passed, you know, the, the labels came out to celebrate her. Yes. And, and, and we
1: supported the national women's law center, which was mm-hmm. a dear cause to her heart. Um, right. Because they fight for all of the things that we stand for. And, right. You know, we just, we just want a world that is more inclusive, a world that is more accepting And, you know, using wine is the way I do it. You know, Mm -hmm. other people use other vehicles. But for me, wine is a great way for me to express, um, you know, connection, community, mm-hmm. belonging, accepting, love—all of those things—and it's it, it's a wonderful vehicle and, right. or a wonderful conduit, as we as we call it.
0: And we're going to put a link uh, in the podcast. So if you're interested in in finding out about tenor sellers, uh, it'll be in the podcast linking here. But I did want to bring up that it is a different kind of model. It's like. Tell us a little bit about how, as a consumer, you can get a hold of your wine.
1: Well, right now, we're just direct-to-consumer because we launched in the middle of COVID, so mm-hmm. we didn't have a there there. We don't have a tasting room. We are working on that, so hopefully soon we can announce that. But essentially, you order at tenerellsellers.com, and you'll get wine delivered to you in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, inside that box, again, is you know wine with the conversation starters. Uh, we do a lot of content sharing on our social pages mm-hmm. uh, because it's important to educate
0: and why don't you go ahead and give a shout out to that page
1: oh teneralsellers.com
0: there you go yes, and on social
1: um it's at Sellers on instagram on linkedin on facebook yeah so wherever you can find us um although we are uh we're kind of staying away from twitter these days
0: <laughs> i don't blame you yeah uh yeah i think a lot of people are but uh, it's it's killing me. I, I'm like sitting here. I have this grin on my face because she said, you know, right now it's just available online, but I know there's something coming and we can't talk about it. I know about it. And when you have those secrets and you're just like, oh, gosh, I know Let's what's going to be happening. This.
1: I mean, it's going to be an amazing there there. And we need that because, right. again, the brand for me was always a way to bring people together. And I want to have community events where we can h- open up the conversations. And yeah. we are so blessed to have so many amazing experts um, attached to our, our brand that right. you know can talk to us, can help. Enlighten our lives, lift up our lives, um, and that's Sierra the Wine Dog. So if you want to follow her on Instagram, it's at Sierra the Wine Dog. Because every great winery needs needs a wine dog, a wine dog, yeah. And she's a golden doodle, and she's adorable. And Sierra cool. after the Sierra Foothills. There you so, go.
0: Where we are. Well, yeah. listen. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and uh, chat with Jill here a little bit more. Surreal Summer Nights is the premier concert series in the Sierra Foothills. This year, we've got three great nights set up for you. July 8th is Elevation, the world's greatest tribute to you Two. July 22nd, the Kings of Queens take the stage. They are the nation's top queen tribute band. August 5th, we have a tribute to Prince and Michael Jackson, featuring Wind Doves Cry and Rock With You. Tickets on sale now at kiltoncork.com. All right, well, welcome back. I'm with Jill Osier from Teneral Sellers. And we were just talking about uh, her label, Teneral Sellers, and some cool things are gonna be happening pretty soon that we can't talk about and that's killing me. But I do want to say at this point, if you're enjoying this conversation with Jill, we're gonna have her back when she when she has when she when can I make can her announcement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. When when she can talk about the big secret. Yes. Yeah.
1: You know what's not a secret though, that's so cool that I do wanna share? We have this amazing technology on our website that was designed by a woman and okay. it's called Tastry. Because everyone's palate is uniquely theirs. And, you know, when I got into the wine industry, I was very intimidated with going to Napa and, you know, not knowing the way things tasted or really how to describe my palate. And also, I would see people like Robert Parker, who literally his palate changed the industry. Like Napa right. went from thirteen percent alcohol wines to you know upwards of sixteen mm-hmm. to please his palate. Sure, but then I'm like, that's not my palate. Mm-hmm. And so, what's beautiful about this technology is you can take a twenty to thirty second quiz, and then it's tested 147 million palates across the country. Wow, they've tested all of our wine so that they have enough data to say, okay, Russ here's the perfect tenor cellar's wines that pair with mm-hmm. your palate. And so you may end up trying things like Grenache. You and I were talking about mm-hmm. how we love Grenache, but maybe that wasn't in your go-to set of wines. Right. But this test now tells you that Grenache is perfect for your palate. So I love two two things about that. One is we're supporting... A women-owned uh, business, but two right. is it really helps people along their wine journey wherever they are in that journey. Because I don't want people to be intimidated. You right. know, if you like something, then you like something. But from us, you're always going to get sustainably farmed wines. We're not adding sugar or concentrate. You know, we don't. You know, we want to essentially farm organically, but we don't pay to say that. But that, that's important. Um, it is. It's very important for me because taking care of Mother Earth is, you know, probably the biggest gift we can do at people our age right now. Right. So that we're not. You know, completely passing on you know, uh, this like, wreckage uh, to yeah. our kids yeah. and our grandkids. Pass on your show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can so, say anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to pass along the uh, shit yeah. show to our yeah. children. I think we're already probably there. I'd like to do mm-hmm. something though to have a positive impact, and right. certainly the way we farm can be uh, can be part of that solution.
0: Right. That that's a great point, and uh, like I said, I can't wait till when she gets to her new place, we can talk more about not only it, but, uh, a lot more of, of the farming practice and stuff. And, you know, we're, we're not going to make it if you're out there and you're like falling asleep to this, this is really cool stuff. So don't, don't fall asleep to talking about sustainable farming. It's important. <laughs> yes, you may yes, not yes. have a place to live if uh, we don't, or, or anything to eat, if we don't become more responsible with how we, yeah. we farm and, and, and how we, have, we treat the we earth a choice. And I also, mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I think it's a, you know a lot of it is just a load of bull or crap or shit or whatever you want to say but mm-hmm. like this idea that we need to spray roundup right. you know, to to manage our weeds and do all of that stuff there's a lot of organic op- options on as exactly. suppressants and it and it matters and then that goes into your wine so who wants to be drinking that yeah nobody right? exactly Sierra has something to say about
0: She does that, so. you know so we'll just we'll kind of switch gears here a little bit cuz i i want to dig into Jill Osher and what kind of makes her tick and let's talk about Sierra i mean what, what, let's let's describe Sierra to our listeners.
1: Well, Sierra is thirty five pounds. She is a golden doodle. She has um, she's not really really curly. She has a nice wavy hair. She has a big bedhead of <laughs> hair, which I think is she's part beautiful. of her personality. Yeah, yeah. and she is. Um, She's an empath, man. She's, this this dog feels everything, and she has to be touching you. Yeah,
0: I mean, she, she is. She's touching me right now.
1: She just decided to come right yep. up to Russ. Yep. She's got to put her, probably her paw up or lay her head on, yep, on his she knee. she is. So she's a lover. She's yeah. Ab- and you know what? Like, she, I'd always, when I had envisioned owning a winery, I had a dog you know, up on that vision board, mm-hmm. But I also thought if the dog's going to go everywhere with me, they better not shed. So that's true. <laughs> hence, hence, uh, the golden doodle. Yeah.
0: It'll be great for everyone to get to meet her when, uh, she actually can be at her winery and, yes, and be a part exactly. of that. So you guys are going to love her. Yes. Yeah. So Jill is an athlete. Um, we can touch on that real quick, but she's always been an athlete and she mentioned earlier that she played softball, but she has a new, well, I'm just going to describe this to you. I'll describe the scene. We had some wine yesterday with her sister and um, some friends of ours and and Kara, and we were all sitting there. And there's this competitive nature that came out that was just so fun to see because her sister's really into pickleball, and I guess you just learned. (laughs) And now they're like, oh, we're going to team up and we're going to kick some ass. Yeah,
1: we are. Like, which tournament are we going to go win? That's right.
0: (laughs) So you've got this competitive nature. How has that, like, helped you? Uh, in your life, that 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 spark.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about the the release you love the, uh, and all this will make sense. The release I love that we did was when we partnered with Billie Jean King, mm-hmm. to celebrate the fiftieth anniversary of Title IX, uh, which was last year. For me, having played sports, um, having learned how to have confidence, how to, having learned how to lose and pick yourself back up, mm-hmm. has everything to do with how I show up as a human being. You know, it, it's not about winning at all cost anymore. It probably I'm sure it was when I was younger sure. I and mean, what what I've learned now is it's, you know, did I did I show up and did I give the best that I had? And especially right. if I'm playing with my sister playing pickleball or whatever it is, I I certainly want to show up and be the best version mm-hmm. of myself for, you know, my partner whoever I'm playing with. But I'm not shy to the fact that, yeah, I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. I want to win. Um, and, um, and that has to do with having played competitive sports and you, sure. you played through college. I mean, we were PAC 10 champions when I was at Cal and yeah. I was a catcher. So I have to use my voice and I'm used to, you know, calling plays and, you know, calling pitches and, and controlling what's happening to me in front of the field. And I think that combined with, um, just growing up in a family where we, um, you know where we were actively standing up and mm-hmm. speaking up and speaking out on the things that were important those two things combine it just you know for me um i i have a lot of confidence i also though feel equally as strong about i can have confidence but it's important to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and especially as a female leader and i do talk about this it's it's important that you recognize the strength and vulnerability and, and right. especially as a female leader in this industry it can be really lonely so I have a, you know, I always think about even like my team mm-hmm. when I was playing softball, but having a great team around me and having even a great cabinet, like my personal cabinet. So mm-hmm. um, having the go-to people that I can rely on or just ask for support. So if you right. go on our website at com, you'll see this advisory board. I have a phenomenal advisory board. They're all there because they believe in our mission. They all have amazing different skill sets. So I can call on them, you know, whenever... I need support. They help us, you know, select charities, but they're also, um, you know, they're business owners. So they know how challenging it can be, especially in this industry that's so steeped in tradition, right. dominated by men. And that's just a fact. It's not a, you know, when I say that, um, you know, we have to, there are amazing men in the world like you, Russ, that you support, <laughs> well, thank well, you. You do. You support equality, you support equity. Um, we need everyone to be on board with that. I agree. So um, so it's, it's not about, good versus bad it's just this is the reality of the industry and mm-hmm. um so i yeah i i've learned so much uh through sports and i'm really proud of that i have three children that played collegiate um, right. sports my twin sister her two boys but between the seven of us um we played seven different sports so our wow. kids for like a hot 2nd were all in the pack 12 and then my middle son <laughs> transferred to play baseball somewhere else. But you know what it's um, they've all really enjoyed playing sports and it's a big part of their life. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think everyone should play sports just to learn teamwork and um, and, and learn how to lose. I just I yeah, can't stand day how we give kids a trophy for mm-hmm. showing up. What, and, you know, what lesson are we teaching and, them?
0: And just to a point you said, you know, about it's important to be vulnerable. I mean, it's important for men to be vulnerable, too. And without getting in too much into that, I think that's, you know, it's important. You know, show both sides, guys. You don't have to be this, you know, hothead. Be vulnerable. Be be yeah, soft. But be,
1: we, we live in a, a society that hasn't given them permission. Right?
0: Exactly. All man, right. Well, I'm going to give them permission. Yes, man, you have permission now to be vulnerable. <laughs> Come on, he wears a kilt. Exactly. God's sakes, That's right. You know? <laughs> and you know, it's funny. Women find that sexy. So you know, you might want to try that every now and then. <laughs> and speaking of sports, it's uh, I I'll, I'll just mention we are meeting on Super Bowl Sunday, so we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, so we're going to enjoy some sports here later on. But uh, I do want to just go back to that. Pickleball because that's one of the things that's just blowing up all over the, the country. And if you're a competitor out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're playing pickleball, you need to be fucking scared of the Osher sisters because they're going <laughs> to kick your ass. That's right. <laughs> look out for the
1: Osher twins. That's, right. that's right. They are going to
0: just destroy <laughs> identical you. identical
1: twins, so once I get my skill set up to hers, mm-hmm. because she gave me lessons yesterday, and what was really but fun, you learn fast. Well, totally. Yeah. I mean, but I also realized that it's not it's not a Uh, it's not a power game Mm -hmm. because as she said yesterday she goes any at the level we're going to play at anyone can hit uh or react to a hard hit Mm -hmm. ball so sure it is about finesse and it's not about swinging so i was out there trying to swing like a tennis Tennis. racket Mm -hmm. and she's like you never even take your paddle behind your your waist wow so everything is in front of you and it's all strategy and it's um but it's still really fun i mean it's it's a
0: i I want to play i want to learn how to play it looks so cool
1: I had to commit to at least playing twice a week, so I got to find people to play with. Yeah, exactly. So well, play. okay. Well,
0: we'll be there. Yeah, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. all right. Well, we're getting close to the end here, but I just wanted to ask a couple more, uh, just real you know, personal things here. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite band? Who do you listen to, like music wise?
1: Oh, you know what? I love the Lake Street Dive.
0: Wait, Lake Street Dive. Lake
1: Street Dive. We will be turning this on as soon as we're done. Okay, you're going to have to turn phenomenal. me on to that because I don't bunch know. Of Artists that came out of the uh, Berkeley School of Music and wow. the East Coast. And okay. they're they're just absolutely love
0: All right. everything. About We're going to put their link in the podcast as well, too, because I don't know who they are and I can't you're wait gonna, to listen to them. love them. Okay. Yep. So in the 80s, you didn't have a favorite band like in the 80s, 90s?
1: Oh, sure. Like, um, 80s. Let's see. What yeah. I've loved in the 80s. I mean, I. You know what? I I love to sing, so I kind of love all music. I oh, it's sing!
0: Oh my! See, we we need to do another podcast because I cause I, I got to hear this. I love like I got to hear I the grew singing up, story. Like,
1: loving Karen Carpenter, uh-huh. and Fleetwood Mac, yeah. and um, Carly Simon, yeah. and um, oh, who wrote all the stuff for James Taylor?
0: Um, it wasn't James Taylor.
1: No, she, well, he, he wrote a lot, but um, Carole King. Oh yeah, Carole King. Um, okay. So I love kind of soft rock, yeah, and that. Okay. And but then I love you know, Diana Krall. And, um, yeah, like yesterday, Jennifer and I were listening to Tuck and Patty, which is like, Oh, nobody, I
0: totally know Tuck and Patty. Yeah. Yeah. Great music. I'm into
1: that, but music, um, music hits me deep. Mm -hmm. Like I literally can just turn on a a song and it will get me crying because I'm, Mm -hmm. well, I'm a Pisces and a cancer rising. So that'll (laughs) explain that I'm a water sign, but it just, it cuts through me like, Um, to the core yeah so for me too it's you know wine and music it's Mm -hmm. like both of those are just wine wine will help you relax a little bit music just cuts to your soul and yeah which is why i love all the concerts you do well
0: thank you yeah Yeah. well hopefully um hopefully you'll get out there a couple of times this year and we'll get to share some music and some wine together out there absolutely you know i i hope that if you're listening you have just kind of you've barely seen the surface of joel osier i'll tell you that this woman is amazing she's a blessing in my life and I hope that you guys go look for her online find her if she's speaking locally again and we will definitely have her back on the show
1: thanks Russ yeah really happy to be here
0: well I'm happy you're here too and uh, we've got some food to eat and some drink to drink and some football to watch watch. so we're gonna sign off now and uh, we'll see you guys uh, well I'll be back here in a minute but uh, after this break we're gonna go out and watch some football here in a second so cheers thanks for joining me today Jill cheers (laughs) Well, thanks for listening this week. If you enjoy Kilt and Cork backstage, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Kilt and Cork. Also, we'd love to hear comments. So if you see this post on social media, please feel free to let us know what you think and uh, what you would like to hear on the podcast in future episodes. I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to tune in. So until next week, cheers, everybody. Promotional consideration provided by Kilton Cork. But that could be your name here. I could be saying promotional consideration provided by you. So send me an email if you're interested at info at Or if you happen to have my phone number, you can text or call me. I look forward to hearing from you.